Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It is Monday, April 18th, and you are listening to another West of the Rest podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. I hope everyone enjoyed your holiday weekend, a big weekend in college football recruiting. You had spring games at Ohio State, at Georgia, at Alabama. Michigan State had a big visitor list as well, and you can catch all the reaction from recruits as they hit the road. A lot of VIP articles, so if you're not a subscriber to 24-7, sports. What are you waiting for? A lot of really good recruiting buzz coming from those weekend visits. We've got a special show today as Brandon Huffman, the national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports, as well as my co-host here on the West of the Rest, brings us an interview with Andy Avalos, the second year head coach at Boise State, who's working on the number one recruiting class right now in the Mountain West, heading into the spring evaluation period. Brandon Huffman and Andy Avalos were able to break down what it was like for Avalos as a recruit back in the day, the upcoming spring evaluation period, how his time at Oregon helped him as a recruiter, and, and Huff also asked him about his biggest hits and misses as a recruiter. Avalos didn't mention many names, but he did name drop the likes of Justin Flo and Noah Sewell at Oregon, a couple five-star linebackers, as well as Demarcus Lawrence at Boise. But before we get to that interview, let's take a look at what's trending nationally and let's keep it out West as Oregon picked up a big commitment from top 24-7 wide receiver Kyler Casper out of the state of Arizona. And to put a little cherry on top, Oregon now gets another commitment in the 2022 class. That's because Casper is reclassifying. He will skip his senior year entirely and enroll at Oregon this coming summer to join that offensive group. Tyler Casper, the son of former Iowa receiver and eight-year NFL pro Kevin Casper, announced his decision Sunday committing to the Ducks over the likes of Iowa, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Tennessee, which drew an official visit and we discussed on this show last week. And this is a nice pickup for the Ducks as they continue to add pieces there for new offensive coordinators. Kenny Dillingham and obviously first year head coach Dan Lanning continues to make some noise on the recruiting trail after picking up five star offensive tackle Josh Connerly now adds a four star receiver in Kyler Casper who had offers from all corners of the country. Another bit of news Dante Moore, the five star quarterback from Michigan took a visit out to Miami as Mario Cristobal tries to make some noise there on the quarterback front. And Notre Dame, which right now is chasing number one Texas Tech in the composite team recruiting rankings, did lose a commit this past weekend. Four-star corner Justin Rett out of Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas backed off his commitment to the Fighting Irish and took a visit to Georgia. For more on that bit of news and everything else, make sure you head on over to 24-7 Sports. And without further ado, here's Brandon Huffman with Boise State head coach Andy 
happy to welcome in a man who was recruited 20 plus years ago to play college football and now is doing some recruiting himself, Boise State head coach Andy Avalos. Coach, thanks for joining us on, on this first episode uh, with a coach on the West of the Rest. Well, thanks for having me. Really excited for this opportunity to be able to jump on and, and talk to you, man. I'm a big fan of everything that you've done and, and what you continue to do and, you know, how you guys help the game, how you guys help, you know, student athletes uh, with the whole recruitment process and how you guys report it. And it's a big deal to our sport. So thank you guys. We appreciate that. Well, you know, we did cover you or, or Greg Biggins, I should say, he covered you. He's been doing this long enough to have covered you as a recruit. And, you know, you went through the process yourself as a student athlete, and now you're going through it as a head coach. Obviously, the, the game has changed. Recruiting has changed in just the last two or three years. But what have you seen the biggest change be from when you were recruited as a senior in high school out of Corona to now as the head coach at a major college program? Well, just with technology, the biggest thing is exposure. You know, and for that matter, uh, you know, obviously uh, females that play sports are going to have the opportunity to get seen. Back then it was VHS tapes. Remember those days? Or oh, DVDs? yes. We're trying to get DVDs mailed out. There is no mail anymore. The mail was all the mail that would come in the building back in those days. I mean, they were bring buckets in every single day and buckets going out. Nowadays, it's clicking. It's using technology to find out, to research, to, to be able to um, take a, a really uh, deep dive into who people are, you know, is, is obviously as students, as people and as players. And, and that's just totally different from back, back in the day. When you were being recruited, obviously, you know, you, you had Boise State kind of was a fledgling program at that point, really just starting to get going. And then you were there during those really big years early on, and it's obviously had tremendous success since then. But what was it about Boise State that appealed to you as a high schooler 20 years ago? It was the, uh, the vibe and the feeling of the team when I came on my trip here. The players, being able to be around the players and, and they... They had a certain commitment and mentality like we're, we're, you know, they had a chip on their shoulder and I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to jump in and work. And they made it very clear, you know, when I came on my trip that this place is about working hard, being a good teammate in Idaho at that point for me growing up in Southern California was a place that was very foreign. I didn't, you know, until I was getting recruited by Boise State, I really didn't know the region, the area or anything about Idaho. And now, funny enough, here we are 20 years later, and it's, it's been my home for the greater part of my adult life. But that, that's the thing that stuck out to me. I, can feel, I could feel the direction and, and the leadership and where the program was going to go. When you first signed with Boise State, it obviously isn't the program that it is now. You were responsible for, for building that foundation. But now, 20 years later, Boise State is one of the premier programs in the country, and it's consistently among the best G5 schools from a recruiting standpoint. How has your mentality changed recruiting to the school as opposed to, say, when you were a recruit yourself? What are you selling now about Boise State to potential linebackers or recruits that you're trying to bring in? Well, I think number one, um, the core values are, although, you know, it's 20 something years later, the core values are, are still similar. Um, we're looking for people. Obviously, these people got to have a certain skill set that fits a role um, within the team, within the football team and, and being able to uh, have a skill set that's going to allow them to compete every day and help this team uh, succeed. But more importantly, 
the core values of, of who we're looking for. People that, that are good teammates, people that have uh, a good foundation underneath them. If we want to you know, build a foundation here that allows us to compete and be elite competitors, then we got to find people that, that have that foundation already or pieces of that. And so that we can uh, continue to build on top of that. People that are self-motivated, people that love the game, actually love the game, love preparing, love training, love seeing the improvement they get from doing the hard work. And obviously, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about this uh, spring evaluation period. You know, I'm going to miss that part being as a head coach, I can't go out in the spring recruit now, but as an assistant coach, it was always awesome to be able to go out and not only just watch guys work out, practice all that, but see how they interact with their teammates, see what happens between the snaps at practice in between the drills at practice. So you can really get an idea of, of how competitive the attention, the detail, because at the end of the day, coaches want to coach guys that, that love the game, that are smart and they want to get better at it. When you were on the road and you, know, and you mentioned the evaluation period and now as head coach, you have to sit back and watch your assistants go on the road. The evaluation period starts next week for the first time since 2019. You know, what was a typical week like during that evaluation period for you as an assistant coach, the grind it was, how many schools would you try to hit? And then obviously, you know, having a family, a wife and kids, how difficult was that six week period where it felt like you were everywhere but home? Yeah, there's no question. It is. It is the grind of May, but you know what? It is a breath of fresh air too, because we spend so much time in the facilities here. Our players, we're, some, we're on a semester um, system here in terms of academically. So our players are gone when we leave to go on the road recruiting. And it's a breath of fresh air, just like it is for the players to, to go home or take a few weeks off. It's actually nice for coaches to be able to get up out of the office and, and go visit area recruit, position recruit, whatever that may be. But it, there's a tremendous amount of work that goes into preparing, you know, for this evaluation period, the organization so that you're efficient with your time, you know, two weeks prior to even going out and setting your schedule and calling the coaches and sit, asking if you could come by, seeing what time they're going to work out, because that's the most important thing is being able to see guys work out. Love going by and catching up with high school coaches, you know, guys that we We've had relationships with for a long time. Shoot, half the time it turns into um, talking shop, talking football, sharing ideas, fundamentals, techniques, scheme stuff. But it is is tremendously important. You know, you talk about how many schools did you try to hit in a day? I mean, for me, it was eight to nine schools in a day, but I wanted to see six to seven schools practice, mm-hmm. work out do something in that day so that we can get eyes on movements, how, how hard guys worked again, what, how were they with their teammates and all those things. We always, you know, we always felt like uh, if we were extremely diligent with finding out when we can see guys working out with their teams, that was a benefit to us. When, you know, you got to go on the road during that time as an assistant, you went out, the majority of your coaching career has been at Boise State, but you spent two years at the University of Oregon as a defense coordinator. One of those years, the pandemic wiped out the evaluation period, but your first year was the year you got to go out and recruit for Oregon. As a guy who played at Boise State and spent the majority of his coaching career at Boise State, was it a little awkward, a little bit weird to go out on the road wearing that O on your polo? Or did you just kind of understand this is the nature of the beast and, you know, you just recruit how you always have? No, it was, uh, it was an awesome experience to answer your question. That, that re- recruiting, that evaluation period, you know, we were recruiting nationally. One week, and, and to answer your question too, uh, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, you got families, you're recruiting nationally. You know, when am I going to get to see my family in the next month? All those things. It's 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 hard. How do you balance this as a coach? You know, for me, I'm 
when I was recruiting at Oregon, I spent a lot of time on the East Coast recruiting because that's where the head coach had a lot of ties. And I was coaching the edge players and and uh, that's where there were a lot of edge players. So, you know, you leave on a Sunday, a Sunday afternoon, depending on where you need to get to, to be ready to roll at 6 a.m. Because a lot of schools are working out before, a lot of high schools are working out before the, the school day starts. So being on the East Coast, starting at 6 a.m., I would start you know, the beginning of the week, you know, in the Jersey Philly area. And by the end of the week, I was in Miami finishing it up, you know, and so you get to travel and see and meet a lot of new people. And and that's that part's fun. But it is it takes a lot of logistics of planning, creating relationships. Otherwise, you're just going on a trip. You're just going to see people. And it taught me a lot. It taught me about how to recruit nationally in, in the certain areas and what those areas look like. It taught me a lot about the football on the East Coast um, in these different areas that we were recruiting. Um, so there was a there was a lot of learning, but I enjoyed it. That brand that where we used to work, I mean, it it went far. But I'll tell you like this: the Boise State brand goes very far nationally, and it's fun. It's fun to be a part of something that we've helped build here, and we have the ability, you know, with, within our own rights too, to be able to recruit a uh, you know a pretty pretty good sized landscape across America. We're joined by Boise State head coach Andy Diablos. Coach, when you got to Boise State, it was the middle of January in, in 2021, and there was a worldwide pandemic. Recruiting had effectively been shut down. The evaluation period was wiped out. There was that June camp time, June official visits, but you're really in your first full year getting to recruit in a normal cycle. But how was that first couple months when you got to Boise State as the head coach? You had two weeks until signing day to put your staff together to finish the remaining guys in that class, then recruit 2022 essentially blind because there wasn't the opportunity to go on the road. Do you feel like a little bit of a relief now that things are getting back to normal in a recruiting sense? A relief is an understatement, Brandon. <laughs> you said it. Not only were, you know uh, our first cycle of recruiting, but putting a, a staff together. You know when when there are a lot of restrictions. You know still from the pandemic, recruits obviously were not able to come on campus. Uh, staff members we were interviewing um, were not allowed to come on campus. So it is such a breath of fresh air. Uh, again, this is about people being able to get in front of people, whether they're recruits, staff members, where we're at today you know, is, is obviously getting back to normal. You, you can be more diligent with who people are when you get in front of them. We enjoy having people out to Boise. This is a beautiful place. It's one of the fastest growing places in the nation for a reason. It used to be this, this cool little secret about, you know, a valley up here in Idaho that had a lot of resources and a lot of uh, great people. And, uh, there was a blue field out here and, and that's not much of a secret anymore. The, what comes with that, though, is there's a lot of corporations and resources moving here, um, which is a positive and a benefit for our players, um, for them to build networks, for them to be able to build, obviously, name, image and likeness opportunities. So it is uh, it's exciting to be able to get not only go out on the road and go recruiting, but get people up here to Boise. And that leads to the next question. Obviously, NIL and the name, image and likeness, as you mentioned, Transfer portal recruiting have become two of the most prominent subjects in recruiting. And, you know, from when you were first recruiting as an assistant to even when you, you know, were out of Oregon, now those are two things that are seemingly popping up, you know, as a staff. When you look at portal recruiting, a lot of guys say, I want to go, you know, a place where I know I can go and play right away. And now NIL stacked in. Do are, are those things that you think are are good for the game right now? Or are those things that maybe a, as a coach you look at and say, hey, these need to get really addressed thoroughly in order to protect the game? 
You know, I think there's there is uh, some things that we got to be aware of. I think there's always unintended consequences when new things pop up that maybe um, people didn't think about. Um, I think there's positives that come from the opportunities of the portal, opportunities of name, image, and likeness. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is still the greatest team sport there is. There's a hundred, you know, you get to go into camp with 105 guys. Those 105 guys building a team where guys work together and can be selfless, have humility. And now, obviously, uh, what comes with it is people branding themselves and, and trying to create opportunities, which that that for, for us, the way we see it here, that is an opportunity for young men to help build networks, help themselves out financially. That's awesome. But for us as coaches, too, and our staff here, that brings responsibility of us of helping educate them on the things that go along with that, how to do that, how to, how to do it the right way how to, again, manage time. When you when you went off to Azusa Pacific, Brandon, right? It was yep. about managing time. How am I going to, there's no bell that rings and tells me to go from one class to the other, like high school. How are we going to help our guys manage their time, be organized with school, their personal lives, obviously football, and now all these new opportunities. For us, we see that as, a, as an opportunity to just grow with our players even more. We didn't even have alarm clocks on our phones back then because we didn't even have phones. So we had to go by a regular alarm clocks. Uh, coach, a couple more just before we get you out of here. Uh, again, we're joined by Boise State head coach Andy Avalos on the West of the Red podcast. You, you mentioned building 105 guys, building those teams, building the, the relationships to have a winning football team. You've been recruiting for a number of years. What would you say was your biggest recruiting win where you just spent the time and energy into building that relationship with that recruit? And at the end of the day, he chose to come play for you. It, maybe it was one at Oregon. Maybe it was one at Boise State. Maybe you have one at both spots. But what was your biggest win? And then what was the one loss that just gnaws at you to this day that you missed the opportunity to coach that guy? I will say this. In football, you always... You never forget the bad plays, you know. You, you forget the the good ones, but in recruiting, you got to forget the you got to forget the ones uh, you don't win on. And you know what? Everything happens for a reason. And more importantly, uh, the ones that we we've been very fortunate. I hesitate to say because there's so many. And if one of our guys that we've recruited that you know that has become a really successful player and we leave them out, it's I wouldn't want them to feel a certain way. But you know what? At, at Oregon, we were able to recruit guys like. Uh, you know, Noah Sewell and Justin Flo, you know, within one class and being able to recruit some edge guys from the East Coast as well, you know, really build a defensive front there. And and here we've been able to do that over the course of our, our careers. You know, Kamale Correa is a, a very high profile edge player coming out of St. Louis High School years back and went on to play in the NFL and had the opportunities to go on and play wherever. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, you know, was recruited here just as I was coming in. And, and obviously, Demarcus Lawrence coming to Boise State was a was a huge deal. But you know what? There's been guys that have been zero stars, no offers, and come to Boise State, whether they're some of the local guys that we've had and they've become first-round draft picks or guys that have played for 10 years in the NFL. And so it's kind of worked out both ways in terms of a highly uh, high-profile guy coming out of high school and or a guy that really had 
no offers or no stars. We'll get you out on this one, Coach. Uh, you're a Southern California native. When you're growing up in Southern California, you basically choose the Lakers just by living there. But the biggest, <laughs> the biggest difficult decision anybody makes is the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Anaheim Angels. I co-host this show with a Dodger fan, but Greg Biggins and I are both Angels fans. Coach, you are a baseball guy. Angels or Dodgers? Angels. Sorry. I was trotting around my living room like Kurt Gibson way back when, but I'm an Angels guy. I grew up closer to the Angels, and it was a lot easier for my parents to take me to Angels Stadium, and and so I am an Angels fan. I want to see Mike Trout get back out there this year. Really excited for him uh, to be back out on the field and be healthy. You heard it there, folks. One of the smartest coaches in all of college football chooses the Angels. Coach, thanks for coming on and joining us. All the best this season. Enjoy these next six weeks with your coaches on the road. And you get to spend a little bit more time with the family and getting to a little bit back more to normal than that we're used to in college football. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, really looking forward to this uh, evaluation period. I'm bummed out that I can't go out and go recruiting on the road, but there's plenty of stuff to, to do and, and we'll stay busy with it. I appreciate you uh, having us on today. And uh, again, appreciate everything you do. Go Broncos. Thanks, Coach Andy Avalos, the head coach at Boise State on the West of the Rest. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A fascinating discussion there between Brandon Huffman and Andy Avalos, the second-year head coach at Boise State. And we want to thank Andy for joining us here on the show. That'll do it for us this week. For Brandon Huffman and our producer, Lance Glenn, I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the West of the Rest podcast. begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.